Hello and welcome once again to episode 52 of Code Completion, a special midweek bonus episode. Uh, my name is Dimitri and I am joined today by my fellow completionist, Ben. Hey, hey. And Fernando. Hello, hello. So today we are recording right on the heels of Apple's Unleashed event, and boy was it unleashed. Uh, let's get the minor stuff out of the way. So we have Apple Music for four nine nine with Siri only. Who who wants this product? Is this a product that anyone asked for or is going to buy? Because I, I was extremely perplexed by this announcement. I think it's so that way they can get people who just buy HomePods to kind of use the one good thing, the one thing that Siri is minorly good at uh, Fair. with it. Um, minorly. Apple Music is like yeah. 10 bucks, And UI right. now costs an extra $5. So Right. All right. That's a thing. <laughs> sure. I'll I'll buy it. I uh, totally missed the first like fifteen minutes of the uh, of the event. So when people started saying like Apple Music with Siri, I was like I I don't get it. And even after they explained it, I was like okay, I still don't <laughs> care. So a weird curveball from Apple. Yeah. So yeah, now you know uh, UI costs an extra five dollars if you want the cheapest right. Apple Music thing, uh, and. Uh, I guess the HomePod comes in new colors. The HomePod Mini, I should clarify. Yeah, it was a blue, yellow, and orange, I think. Mm-hmm. In addition to gray and white. Yep. But I just bought like 15 of these. Uh, well, now you need different colored ones. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. See what you did, okay, Fernando. Thanks to you, now we have colors. I'm disappointed yeah. they didn't do a product red. I would have been all over that, but oh well. These are okay. I hadn't seen them. They're okay. I'm happy Apple's doing again with like more colors yes yeah. that's, that's what i'm happy about it doesn't extend to the macro pros but we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah Th- those only come in two colors come right. on ben. uh they're boring cool. and even more boring yeah uh and then we also have new airpods with magsafe and i think they have surround sound i wasn't paying too much attention this was my early bathroom break of the spatial audio i think is spatial what audio sorry apple calls it uh, yeah, Ooh. so they're they're basically the so they are the AirPod Pros as far as their general look. The, if you compare the actual thing that goes in your ear with the AirPod Pro, they look very similar, except that they don't have the little silicone ear cup thing. It's just a solid piece of plastic, just like the old AirPods. Um, but they are they are the little like stock thing is shorter. Um, they have a little force touch sensor in them, just like the Pros, um, and uh, they have the same spatial audio. Interestingly, they don't appear to have the same case. You pointed that that out, Dimitri, that we were all kind of like, oh, I wonder if it's they're going to... in gonna, between, right? Yeah, if they're going to do the same Pro case. And it's like mm. not as tall as the old AirPods case, but also not as wide as the AirPod Pro case. So, uh, And they're also keeping the old AirPods. Yes. Yeah. Well, the second gen oh. AirPods. So that's second actually... Gen. The, yeah, it's the they did rev them slightly. I think the only thing they changed was the they made it the wireless charging case. Um mm. But yeah, the second gen is one twenty nine, I think. These are one seventy nine, and then I are the are the pros still two forty nine, or did they drop them in price? Two forty nine. Okay, uh, yeah, so two forty nine. And then if you want to go crazy and get the max, they're what five forty nine or something. Um, so yeah, I cool, interesting. I really like my pros with the silicone tips. Like I think that really makes the difference for me between like. Um, not only from the noise cancellation point of view, but also just literally having them stay in my ears. So I don't think that I would go back to the regular AirPods again. But cool that they that they're continuing to rev to rev them, and 
people that do like them, I think it's a great deal. I still have the the first gen in the second gen case, and ah. they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> like I I use them so rarely uh, now that I'm like permanently at home. Right. Uh, so, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. I like I personally think I prefer the AirPods to the Pros because uh, they I I I just love the simplicity of it because the tips is like you gotta fiddle with it until it's like airtight and whatever. Um, but I could see the value in the Pros if I were traveling. So. Yeah, airplanes are it's they're good for airplanes and, and like also mowing the lawn. I use mine mostly oh, when nice. I'm doing like yard That's a good work. idea. And so and we have an electric lawnmower, so it's not as loud as like a gas powered one, but even still it's pretty loud. So um but having the I can I can comfortably listen to a pod like a spoken word podcast with the pros at like medium volume while the while the lawnmower is running. So I feel like that's a that's a win in like the noise cancellation space. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then as far as other uh, things that were announced, uh, there was no Mac Mini, no iMac, no Mac Pro, uh, none of those things. There was a single device that was announced, and that is the MacBook Pro. Uh, and it comes with all sorts of new ports that are old. <laughs> but yeah, new all the new old ports. My the, most, the, my the favorite one for me is definitely MagSafe. I certainly missed it when it went away. I had a 20... 16 macbook pro before i have an imac now but um i had a 2016 macbook pro after having a couple of magsafe macbook pros and man while the dual-sided charging being able to charge on either side right with USB-C is handy i really missed the just simplicity of the magnetic um charger of magsafe so i'm very it's very interesting that so we were like how is that going to work right if they bring that back are they going to do some kind of weird like split apart USB-C thingy or something, but no, they just gave us a straight up MagSafe port on the side of the computer with a MagSafe cable. And then I believe, unless I'm, unless I heard it wrong, I believe they're also allowing the Thunderbolt four ports to allow charging. So you can Mm -hmm. do really either one, which is interesting. Um, So you kind of, they they were sure to include on both sides too. Right. So you get to keep that kind of, both side thing for the USB-C charging, but if you kind of figure maybe your main charging you want to use uh, or like around the house, use the MagSafe and that way it protects it against, you know, kids and dogs and, or just if you're clumsy like me and you just tend to trip over things, <laughs> uh, you know, it helps protect your computer, which I think is great. And a benefit is if you have a fancy monitor, it will charge your, your, um... right your computer at the same time with mm-hmm. one cable, which is like the ultimate dream that Apple tried with the little octopus arms that uh-huh. kind of sprinkle out into many things, but it was still like one cable that went to the computer. Uh, right. That is finally a dream come true on Apple's side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And a 140 watt charger, if you get the, I think that's if you get the, the max, right? The, the 16. Yep. Yeah. The 16 with the max yeah. chip. So you can, um, you can order it for configuration on the 14 two, I think. Um, okay. And if you go with the higher chip spec, it comes automatically. Um, and that's a fast charger, which is, I think, a first. They said, like, you can get 50% in, like, 30 minutes. Yep. Nice. Yep. That's so, awesome. to me, to me, MagSafe is Apple design at its best. Yes. It's Apple offering something that's clearly superior to everyone else yes. and doing it because they can so yes. MagSafe is so, so good. I'm extremely happy. My wife was fuming because she was like, I just got the MacBook Air, the M1, and I was like, <laughs> love MagSafe. And now, so this is great. It's a great thing to, to have yeah. back. 
So what else did they bring back, Dimitri? What, what other ports did we get in addition to MagSafe? So we also have this thing called HDMI. Apparently what? use it to connect to like a projector or a conference room TV. I don't know. That's is something that like that... A, a big Thunderbolt? Is that still a thing? It's a big Thunderbolt, yeah. And it's, it's co- you, you can't get in and like both sides you have to like aim it um this is really conference room still like a thing that people go to i hmm. all right yeah sure um joking aside so the hdmi has come back to the mac uh which it's always been on the mac minis and i think the uh, mac pro may have had it um like standard uh but uh for the laptops it has been absent and that's because the laptops were like way too thin for hdmi so they claimed uh, now they just made that laptop chunkier, and that's that's now uh, there's not enough room. Uh, yeah, so can we good. can we comment quickly before we jump into anything else about like how thick this MacBook Pro looks? Like it is. <laughs> as soon as they did that sort of that hero like spinny you know animation thing that they always do when they first show off the shape of the new device, they they spun that thing around. And I was like, wow, that is we're we're back in the days of like the computer feeling like a like you know like a brick on your on your lap i mean i don't have any problem with that it's we're getting better battery life we're getting we're getting faster we're getting you know better um cooling more ports like it's all i think those are all very valuable trade like or valid trade-offs but especially like with the feet like the very prominent feet on the bottom yep. and it's it's you looking can pay thick. extra to get wheels it, they're only they're only four ninety nine though. Oh, that's quite a steal. I, <laughs> who wouldn't do that? Little casters that you can get them on Amazon. It improves the airflow. Oh man. I, um, the the so, the question for me is like, and there's no answer. So this is just like banter. But how much of this is like the Ive influence, like where it's starting to wane and we go back to like more ports, like it should be thicker uh, laptops, like it should be. Um, I don't think it's fair to blame one person for this. It's true. <laughs> it's Apple. It's Apple. If there's one company where you can blame one person for like the design of something, it's Apple. I mean, I'm, and I'm sure Johnny Hive had, you know, I mean, he had an enormous influence over the design, industrial design of of all Apple products for a very long time. Yep. And I, I said in the in our chat when we were live chatting this earlier, when we were watching this, that like, is this the first example of, uh, uh, like, are we how does this showcase the fact that the sort of I've influence is completely gone from the laptop line, right? Like ev- every, every speck of, of the influence that he did have seems to have been drained out of this, out of this laptop. Yep. Um, if only because, you know, again, it's probably unfair to blame one person, but let's just do it. Cause why not? Um, <laughs> cause it's my I mean, podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 you're right that like if there is a place where that is possible, you know, it seems like the place, that place would be Apple. But like if we look at if we go on the list of all the things that they got rid of and or put back, it seems like it's a complete role reversal yep. of everything that they did in 2016 compared to the laptops that came before it. Yep. And it and what was happening in the mid, you know, 2010s, like there was significant and I would say un unbridled uh, you know, involvement of Johnny Ives sort of aesthetic. And, and I do feel like, I mean, this has been said to death before, but like, I do feel like it seems like in the days of Steve Jobs, he and Ives together created a duo that was really yep. interesting. And there was maybe some push and pull there, right? Whereas, unfortunately, with Steve being gone, 
there really from the design side there really wasn't anybody probably that could that would tell him no and so he may have gone a little to the extreme of the sort of simplicity right like his idea he always talked about in those white rooms right the idea of like boiling it down to its essence of like one single brick of aluminum that doesn't do anything like it's aluminium. just yes yeah it's yes. just like <laughs> yeah it's yes. aluminium it's just basically a single sort of surf like surfaceless buttonless brick of beautiful like uh simplicity which is cool but also not necessarily that functional and and it seems yep. like just from an aesthetic point of view we've i don't think that in the days of like thinner lighter thinner lighter thinner lighter we would have gotten this laptop because it's definitely thicker heavier chunkier I don't know if I would say uglier, but but when I like my very first two first two seconds of experiencing what it looked like in the little render that they did, I was like, "Is this an uglier laptop than the one that it replaced?" I think maybe a little bit, like just a little bit. But and and I even saw some people on Twitter who who were like, "Oh, it's ugly. I'm not buying one," which you know, fair. I mean, pick any reason you want to buy or not buy anything. Right. That's not going to be how I'm going to decide that but but like i do think there is something to the idea that like maybe it's a little bit more utilitarian a little bit uglier but is that worth the trade-off i would say definitively yes but um but it's interesting that like that that a company that seemed to be obsessed with appearance for a long time not that they're not obsessed with appearance still but just that they've like they've backed off the accelerator just slightly to allow for utility and i think that's really interesting and and i quite frankly hope to see more of that i'm i one of the uh the visual things that is striking to me at least uh going over the uh, the images right now is the notch not the mm-hmm. notch that that we're visioning but the one where you like put your finger in and lift the lid mm-hmm. that looks sharp yeah that was sharp <laughs> in the, the previous models um, so for those who don't know, the very first one was quite literally sharp enough to draw blood, yep. uh, and they had to yeah. they had to quite literally file it down uh, and make those uh, chamfered edges a little more rounded uh, because like, it was very sharp. Uh, so it, it I definitely felt the same thing looking at it, Fernando, that it looks a lot sharper like the older ones used to be, but maybe yep. it's just larger to get your thumb under like in there because it is a a uh, heavier thing that you're now lifting, right? But I, I don't have my M1 here, my laptop, but it doesn't have one, right? It just has a, a cutout a for cutout. the MacBook Air. It's different. The, the laptop is heavy enough for you to like lift yeah. it. So the, the Air, or at least the Air, right, has it, the the cutout in it is actually goes the full height of that edge of the bottom. Mm. So... So it's just like you said, it's it's just literally a cutout. So that means that the screen is taller. And if I go like this, right, the screen is taller than than, than the cutout. So you can it gives you a place to kind of push against. Um, and then when you look at it, it's 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 like literally, you know, on the edge, right? It's literally a cutout. So then it's nothing new, is it? It is. It is a bit newer than the like last revision of laptops because on the last revision of laptops there's just no front to it that it almost looked like it reached the bottom right because the newer yes. laptop now has quite a it's lot like of a, thickness to it's it it's like a bowl right like it's like yeah. a yep. sort yep. of a bowl pushed into the side of the laptop mm-hmm. so and I yeah, think it is deeper probably to be able to lift that larger screen now. right yep yep so uh, definitely going back to your point Ben I think um, 
this evokes uh, a little bit of nostalgia uh, mm-hmm. because we've been on the one single line design mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. Like just yeah. if you could trace a Mac with one line, it's an Ive design. And here it feels like a computer. Like the yes. previous versions kind of felt like, like I, I don't want to stretch it too much, but like a piece of art, like yeah. an ode to the Mac. And mm-hmm. this just feels like the spiritual successor to uh, mm-hmm. like the 2013 11 yeah. version. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely, extremely happy to see this. It's really, really cool. And it's not, I, I wouldn't say that it's ugly. Like I should be clear that I don't think that it's an ugly computer. Um, but it does, It I don't know. Like it's, I'm looking at it right now and it, it's the a shot set of design decisions. Yeah, the yeah. shot that I'm seeing is like head on and it's and I can and it's it's the full height of it so I can see its feet, I can see the sort of front of it, I can see the screen and it it's very flat. It's very um the little feet are cool and they're like extruded down the bottom of the <laughs> aluminum and have the little I'm sure they have like little rubber pads on them and stuff. Very cool. I fear that they're going to fall off like like previous laptops that I've owned have done, but uh but like it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like as a like, I think what you're saying, Dimitri or uh, Fernando, I think I think it's like it felt like kind of a piece of art a little bit. Yeah. And now it feels more like a computer, like a computer, which like I, I'm both That's excited by and like just just ever so slightly, just slightly disappointed by, only because that was a thing that kind of made Apple laptops kind of unique in the space. Um, and now it feels like maybe this is a little, it's slightly more like what everybody else does, 1% in the direction towards that way. Um, I mean, obviously, when we get into all the internals, it's like ridiculous, Nothing. right? Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but like just from a, if you just looked at it from, if you took the Apple, the Apple logo itself off of it, right? And you looked at it, would you, like, I feel like the previous ones were a little bit more iconic. And even without the logo, you'd be like, that's a MacBook Pro, right? Whereas this, I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly harsh. I think and I, I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like it just feels like like if MagSafe is Apple at its at its best. Yeah. Um, the old MacBooks with the Touch Bar were Apple at its worst. Yeah. Just trying to be too. You're just trying too hard. Yeah. Trying too hard to make it pretty. Trying too hard to make it nice. Trying right. too hard to make this like some things happen that aren't going to happen. Like for yeah. instance. I know, obviously, I know nothing about, like, the internal design uh, right. team at Apple. But I could certainly see an o- overzealous designer being like, no, we don't need the uh, the tiny feet to protrude, mm-hmm. right? We don't mm-hmm. want that. It, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But it's just maybe it's necessary for the engineering in this case because it, it like, helps with the uh, airflow, right. right? Right. So yeah. I what think... Airflow? There's no fans that don't run most of the time. What? The fans, they they don't don't need to run. Yeah, they have fans, but they said they don't even run if you don't need them. True. But if you do need them. And it also said that they move 50% more air with less noise than the previous ones. But but I guess that's that's sort of my point. Like Apple at its best is like, let's make, let's not make an engineering decision just because it's pretty. Let's make the decision and make it pretty. Like yes. it, the intersection and yes. it felt like the previous generation was like, no, 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 the, the feet are fine. Like let's, let's just trim them, trim them down. But yeah. the airflow, no, that's fine. 
We don't need. Well, I think that there's a per- the perfect example of that is when I don't remember her name, but the woman that was kind of showing off the specs initially. I was really interested to kind of hear her rattle off like the big the big things um, mm-hmm. because she's going to have to talk about the HDMI port and the SD yep. card slot and the lack of a touch bar and all that, right? And she just sailed right through it in typical Apple fashion. And I don't remember the words, but she when she talked about the fact that the touch bar wasn't there anymore. And she didn't. She really just said, like, you know, we have these beautiful media keys that are familiar. really easy to press, familiar, easy to press, yes. blah 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 blah. Very tactile, right? Because they're real; they're physical buttons and not a screen. And then, and she made like some passing uh, mention of the Touch Bar, right? Which I thought was interesting. But it was like, like very typical of them to be like, yeah, this thing that we th- said for years was this unique, amazing value prop that nobody else was doing. It sucked, and nobody really wanted. I mean, I didn't actually hate it when I had one, but I, I didn't find it to be all that. Really it wasn't useful. Amazing. I think it could have been iterated on, and the fact Agreed. that they never iterated Agreed. on they it didn't. Yeah. is where it fell apart. Like if if the right. function row keys stayed in between, no one would yeah. have had issues accidentally touching. Right. Um, if they eventually added haptic feedback, then that would have right. made it better over time. So I think it's yeah. a shame that Apple never like decided to iterate on it at all maybe they right. like read into the hate that surrounded it from like the very first iteration and just gave up on it from that point forward yeah. and said well we have the machine that's going to cut the hole anyway so we're just going to keep using it right. um like i don't know where that decision came we're making those tiny chips to run the screen good enough right we'll just keep mm-hmm. doing it yeah i i will give apple the benefit of the doubt that they they really tried to make it work internally like, that's where yeah. it's the benefit of the doubt. I mean, at what point, though, when it came out? Because they didn't add anything to it. No, not, not, well, you're right. They did show off. So, like, right. like, like, they got algorithm on stage and they had, like, that DJ Pro update where you could do DJing <laughs> from your touch bar. Again, it's like they're trying really hard to make this I a thing and it's demo. just not a yeah. thing, right? Um, but basically, that that was that's my point is like that is that, you know, Apple at its best is is when they do recognize that the the things maybe that they were doing aren't working and they and they actually change they're willing to sort of change gears and go a different route they're never going to come out and be like sorry guys we screwed this up we're like they're never going to yeah. do that because they're no. way too proud for that right but it who cares right all that actually matters is that they change it and they've done yep. and they've changed it and and so we're in a better place um than we were i think uh but but i i totally i totally get what you're saying fernando and i think that's i think that is the essence of the thing that I was trying to say, which is like they're at their best. It's it's when it's when engineering and design intersect, and that they and they recognize that that they need to intersect in order for it to be good. Yes, and like going down a route that is too engine too engineeringy, right? Too too just like building tech for tech's sake is not good. And also going down the route of like this is really pretty, but it also kind of sucks as a computer. Because it it can't breathe, right? Because it doesn't have feet, right? Or whatever, like whatever the thing may be, is also bad. So like it it really needs to be that intersection of engineering and design. And I think I I feel like we are we did Back. see that today. Yeah, we yes. saw that today, which is which yes. is really cool. That said, I don't think like I I see where both of you are coming from, but I don't think that the previous iteration of laptops came from a design driven like focus. I really do think that Apple believed that USB-C and Thunderbolt would be the future because if you think of it from a technological standpoint, it is amazing. It's for once in in all of technology, we have a single cable that can do it all. Um, Mm -hmm. And they doubled down on it, and they really tried to make that 
into an only option. And the fact that they got rid of all the other ports forced people to kind of Mm -hmm. move towards USB-C. We would not have USB-C on anything if Apple didn't force all their laptops and therefore all their users that have laptops to start using USB-C type of cables and things like that. It just wouldn't be there. Everyone would still be on micro USB. Um, So I really do think that Apple was moving from the point of view of a technology standpoint, like really trying to push this as the single future for where technology should go in terms of like a single port to rule them all. Uh, And this in a way is them admitting that it failed. Uh, Like they, they partially succeeded. Like USB-C is now everywhere, which is now a good thing, but there's still a whole lot of non USB-C stuff that is still everywhere. Uh, And that's a reality. Well, and it's also not their fault that USB-C slash Thunderbolt, like in general, as a, group of technologies it's not their fault that it's an absolute hot mess of just like truly psychotic thinking i don't <laughs> i don't know like the usb the usb if is that the name of the 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 body that manages it i might i might be mm-hmm. getting that wrong but basically this like regulatory body internationally that manages the spec right they recently came out with new labeling that's supposed to fix everything and oh, it's like right. yeah it's or, like the yeah. the usb c it says like usb and then it says you know like 20 charging. gb and then there's like a, a lightning bolt for fast charging it's like nobody is going to read or understand no, any of these no. weird symbols you are not helping and the fact that there's like 16 different specs and there are some cables that work with some and not with others and it's like the fact actually i think that they all have the same connector is really while it's a blessing and a curse right it's great because it's interoperability all day long the downside is that for for I would say not even just for regular lay people. I would say literally for everyone, including super nerds, right? It's just too hard to understand which cable goes with which port and how fast the speed you're going to get and whether it supports X or Y or Z. Because they all use the same port, you're like, I don't know, does this work? It plugs in. It doesn't actually seem to be working, but it does, it does plug in. And I think that's that's part of its problem. And And certainly that is not, I mean, Apple... I think Apple's part of that group or could influence it or whatever. So, you know, they're part of I mean, the thing. They influence it in that the only yeah. ports on Macs are the best ports. Right. Like, there's, yeah. there's no yes. there's no uh, crappier USB-C port on most right. Macs. On some iPads and stuff where Thunderbolt controllers are not there, like, that one's a right. USB port. Um, right. And they, they point it out when they do. Uh, right. But on all the Macs, it's all Thunderbolt ports. And right. But it's like, not their fault, benefit- right? That, yeah. that whole mess is not their they fault. Tried. Like, they tried. They <laughs> tried. Yeah, exactly. I, I kept thinking a lot about what you said, Dimitri, and I think you're right. I I I think I I agree that that Apple did do it because they were like trying to push forward. I just really resent them. <laughs> my M1, I hate my M1. I hate it. I had to buy like a dongle to use it, and then a Thunderbolt dock, and then everything. And you're right. Like, once all of that is set up, it's actually amazing that I could just plug one cable you in. You have one cable to plug in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's so it's really, really useful and nice. I just hated them for that <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> so, but I agree. I think it's it's definitely for the best. And what's funny so. is they didn't really add that much. Like, they added HDMI, which... I would say is almost a little too little too late. Like at this point, I'm not even probably wouldn't even use that port that much. It's it's useful at the air that like yes. a hotel. Yeah, that, that's, true. Yes. that's true. That's yes. true. Yeah. 
Um, that's like the one use that a regular person will probably have, right? Because you know that the plugging into their TV, yeah, the the hotel TV is not going to have uh, not going to have Thunderbolt support. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. HDMI for sure. If, if that, you're a, if you're in an office and you want to present something, like yeah. you, you don't want to get off your desk with with a dongle, right? You just want to get put right. your laptop down and just. Well, I, I ran a, I still, I mean, haven't had a meetup in a while because of the pandemic, but but I was running an in person meetup for a long time. And we always had to make sure that like the us organizers had a couple different dongles, oh, yes. right? Because when we had guest speakers come and and speak, they'd be like, oh, you know, because what does the projector have and what did the person have and like, and it's like, oh, what combination yeah. of dongles do we need to create to like make Connect this connection? An Apple TV to it. That is the the yeah. best thing I've ever done when traveling. Is yeah. just bring an Apple TV with me. Well, that's what we ended up doing eventually. But but for a little while we had this whole dongle dance and it was it yep. was not fun. Frustrating. But then SD, yeah. right? Which everyone complains about. I would imagine that probably only 5% of people actually would use that because it's mostly like a video photo thing. Um, so, and then MagSafe, which genuinely super fan of. Like, I yes. no problem with that at all. But honestly, like, they didn't really add that much extra connectivity to this new laptop. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I saw nothing Headphones. but universe. And yeah, and a better headphone port. Um, universal praise. Like I in my in my Twitter feed today, it was just like people were just fawning all over themselves to praise Apple for bringing all the ports back. And it's like, well, okay, they brought HDMI and they brought SD and they put a better headphone jack in it and they gave us MagSafe. I I guess that's all that we wanted. I, you know, like I I I agree with you, Dimitri, that it is frustrating that that Apple tried a thing that kind of the in- industry didn't really keep up with. But at the same time, I do find it a little bit funny that like that like the HDMI port and the S- and the XD or the SD card slot is like all right, cool. Apple's back at a hundred percent again. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I do have an excellent use for uh, a USB to a USB C to USB A dongle. Okay. Um, if you do have one and you do have an iMac, keep it plugged in all the time because now you have a free USB A port you can always reach. Without ever true. going behind that computer, it's true. So, it's the good. best addition to any iMac you can ever get. <laughs> um, so, joking aside, we are seeing one less Thunderbolt four port compared to mm-hmm. the previous like Pro MacBook Pros, um, and I am slightly saddened by it because I had once like hit the point where I used all the ports. Um, but I guess it's fine. Were you using one of those ports age. for charging or? Two for displays, one for a hard drive, and then the last one for my phone. Okay. Because it, <laughs> it is three, but you do, but because you don't have to use those for charging because you have the MagSafe port, right? Like you mm-hmm. do actually have you do have the ability to use all three for non charging purposes, um, which I would imagine a lot of people probably used at least one for charging. But but in your it sounds like in your case you you really were using all of them um, for for peripheral. Actually, so we're going to come back to this, but I I did order one and I plan to use three monitors with it. So I am going to have no I/O on those three monitors. Now I'm realizing. Uh, I guess I have some old slow USB USB C on the back of one of the monitors, but but uh, the, yeah. is, doesn't the LG have like a pass through? Shitty pass through. Is it? Or aren't you yeah. going to plug your XDR in to it? Because oh, it has. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll rely on that one, but but I mean, yeah, so that one has like actual I/O on the back, right? Like additional, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but it's still USB-C. Okay, so. got it. Um, yeah, if you, if you plan what a terrible life for Dimitri. Stuff, he's, he's being, I know, he does. terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, but if you do use Thunderbolt stuff, they tend to have a chaining uh, where right. the monitor can always be last. So right. um, that's always a benefit. Uh, so that that 
is all the ports uh, and the case. Uh, and let's move on to the screen. So at the top of the screen, we have new cameras, or new camera, singular. Uh, and that is a 1080p camera. Yay. Yay. It only took it like 15 years. <laughs> is that the one well, that's in the new iMac? Do we know? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. But the benefit is, or the reason this was possible is because the screen suddenly got thicker. And the screen suddenly got thicker because we have a brand new display, uh, which has HDR capabilities, uh, thanks to the iPad Pro that came like right Neat. before it. Yeah, so you get local dimming uh, with these. Are they, are they mini LEDs? Is that what they called it? Mini, yep, LED mini LEDs. So you get. I counted the zones on one of the pictures. It's uh -huh. two thousand four hundred and ninety-six oh, zones. Of course, so you did. Decent. <laughs> <laughs> 64 by 39 okay well that's yeah see there you go uh so 3024 by 1964 on the 14 inch and 3456 by 2234 on the 16 inch um which puts you in if you do if you if you cut those in half to create like a 2x resolution you end up with a a usable sort of screen area that is a little bit bigger than the ones that it replaces um 254 ppi so what what does 1600 like peak mean so that means that it can hit 1600 nits so a nit is like a weird type of way of yep. measuring light yep. like how many candles you can put or something yep, yep. uh that's or that might be a candela i don't know uh but 1600 uh is the peak brightness so basically with an hdr screen you can light up the whole screen bright white um, but it gets very hot. So what you can do here is you have a thousand nits for the whole screen, but if you want to make part of the screen even brighter, you can, you just can't sustain it. So it's going to be bright for sense. like 10 seconds mm -hmm. and then it's going to mm -hmm. start to dim back to that thousand because it's too much energy and too much heat that's going into creating that much light. Cool. So that's, and that's I what that think that's is. that those numbers, thousand sustained, sixteen hundred peak, are th those are the same numbers on the new on the M1 iPad Pro, right? Yep, same as the on the M1 iPad Pro, same on the iPhones, I believe, Interesting. Uh, and same on the Pro Display XR. That said, the bigger the screen, the more light you're producing per like inch. Right. Uh, so like, there's a lot more heat coming out of the Pro Display XR right. regarding like just because it's that much bigger. Right. Um. So it requires way more energy there um but that's that's the standard that they're holding themselves to very cool and then promotion for the first time i think ever on an app yeah laptop. i didn't see this coming very cool so up to 120 hertz uh maximum refresh rate and then it, but it's variable so it will go down to, i think they said 24 was the was the lowest uh refresh rate that that the screen would would offer um and then jump. I think around. it will it will ramp down to ten. It will go to ten, okay. just like the iPhone. Okay, very low. Um, but you can configure it to twenty four. Got it. Okay, yeah, because I, I think I saw in the text specs that you could you can just peg it at a certain refresh rate, and there was like four or five mm -hmm. to choose from. Um, yeah, but which the old sixteen inch could do. Okay. Oh, cool. But what's really cool about this is that um, is that with the ref the variable refresh rate, the system can automatically figure out what refresh rate is sort of best for the content that you're that you're consuming. Um, and hopefully that should lead to uh, really great battery life um, because one of the biggest things that drives a battery down on, on a device that has a screen is the screen itself. Um, I've noticed that for sure on my, on my iPhone 13 pro compared to my iPhone 12. Um, obviously the battery is literally bigger in my new phone and it's also a year newer. So that helps. Um, but it, it seems like 
even with those two things in in play, I feel like my battery is doing better throughout the day than it than it would have with a sort of a comparable iPhone 12 with the same sort of aged battery. Um, so, and I, you know, I would suspect that that is in no small part due to the ProMotion display being able to to change its refresh rate. Um, so, really, like you said, Demetri, I think surprising that they were able to bring that to the computer and. Very cool that that it, that'll be yet one more thing. The <laughs> something that I definitely need. To, I didn't. I did not buy one um, uh, yet. Anyway, but something that I noticed is that after getting promotion on my phone, uh, I was like, "This is amazing." I don't think I can go back, and so I feel like I probably should not go into an <laughs> Apple Store anytime soon and play Take with the new out. Pro because if I do that, it's very likely that promotion is going to ruin me, and then I will have to get a new one. <laughs> I got to stay away. Well, if you're going to be using it with an external display, then there's no point getting too excited. That That's said, true. Um, Macs you... do support ActiveSync on um, Monterey, I think, uh, 10.12. No, 12. Mac OS 12. Right. Not, still not used to that. Um, <laughs> so if you do have a fancy gaming monitor that has ActiveSync, it will go ahead and use that if you have a nice. compatible GPU. Um, so it's not new to the Mac to have something that's higher than 60. Like you could always do it if the GPU could do it. Yep. Um, but, uh, having something that can ramp up and down, uh, is like built in. I really think was down to Apple having their own silicon in the machine because they were previously being limited by the GPU and the CPU processor. Right. Um, so if that could not deal with the amount of pixels, which Apple tends to put a lot of pixels in their displays, it's not a 1080 screen um, like many gaming laptops are, uh, that is probably the limiting factor that held them back, um, or at least in a way that they felt comfortable bringing it to uh, their displays. And I was very surprised by this, honestly. Right. You could always, uh, to interject a little bit there, you could always get a like 144 FPS 4K monitor. If you really want to, yeah, yeah, but it it wouldn't go up and down, uh, like oh right, uh, that makes sense. Refresh rate, um, that is new with Monterey for any Mac, um, but new on these is the internal display being able to do it. Cool. So it's not using a dedicated GPU. Yep. Right. Very cool. So then that brings us to the disc, uh, which is way faster. So. The 8-terabyte model can hit 7.4 gigabytes per second, uh, which is ludicrous speed as far as I'm concerned. Is that, typically, is that typically read or write speed? I don't pay attention to this Read stuff. and write. It's both. Okay. Oh, cool. wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, random. And so the, the smaller disks are not quite as fast? Is that... Yes, because okay. basically an 8-terabyte disk is two 4-terabyte disks rated. Ah. Um, and the display contro- the disc controller will go ahead and raid them, nice. um, and that's why it can hit that those speeds. And that's typically what's done nowadays. You have many chips, and they're all kind of rated together, right? Um, so you're not actually like storing multiple, like one file will typically span multiple chips, right? Uh, just to kind of get the best performance possible, right? Um, so cool. the smaller your SSD, the slower it will be. So it's only the eight terabyte that can hit that speed, um, but yeah, cool. And then the speakers are better. Yeah, there's, nice. so there's there's two tweeters and four woofers. I think um, one one set of woofers that are pointed like up towards you, and two that are pointed down towards the uh, towards, towards the surface that you've rested your laptop on, I guess. Um, and then they talked about all kinds of like 
stuff like software that they can, <laughs> they're engaging with to like to make it so that the the speakers all, speakers all work in concert and it has a three it has an improved three mic array that it also uses to figure out how to like I think maybe it's doing some HomePod stuff to like you know make sure that the sound is as good as possible. I didn't really listen that hard to that part because you know <laughs> they're still laptop speakers. Like <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. I was gonna say I had to clean up uh, Sylvia's old laptop, which is a maxed out MacBook Pro from 2013, and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty usable until I. Uh, played a YouTube video and I was like shocked <laughs> by the quality of the speakers. It's like, wow, they've come yeah. a long way. So yeah. they're certainly better and not the uh, the right. highlight, but they're like the, the work they're putting in in audio is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and one benefit of having a larger chassis for the monitor mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. laptop is you have more room for all yeah. those speakers to actually have bigger diaphragms and stuff, which they it's pointed true. out. Um, so, yeah. Volume is useful. Like, you can fill it with stuff. Useful stuff. Yeah, <laughs> especially more volume. Especially more volume, yeah. <laughs> um, I especially liked the, the di- like that, that diagram, not really diagram, but that representation of uh, the woman uh, listening to her, her laptop, and it was showing the sound coming from behind her. So mm-hmm. this is... Uh, uh, an exquisitely powerful speaker that just teleports behind you and <laughs> gets that sound coming from every direction. That's right. right. Yeah, so there's no Face ID despite there being a notch. Uh, there is... I don't know what else to say. And everyone's kind of freaking out about the notch. Like, I saw tons and tons of just really? jokes and backlash and stuff on, on Twitter. And I was like, really? I'm not going to... I don't care. Like, I'm not... I'm I'm going to be like, oh, that's funny. And then I will probably never notice it again after I start... If I were to start using that as... I look forward thing. to menus not fitting and then appearing on the other side. Yeah. There are new APIs. Fun. So, I think wow. there was something about the menu bar is taller. Is that what they said? Because... Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So... That would probably, to me, that would probably be, be more jarring than the presence of the notch itself, because the menu bar has been a certain height for you know ever. forever. Um, so yeah. I think that would honestly be more of an upset to me than like, who cares about having a notch? I don't. It doesn't. People get so upset about like, to, in my opinion, some silly things. So yeah, I I think it's interesting because the notch was something that like was. Uh, visit was uh, where the Apple logo originally was in their very first versions of Mac OS X. Oh, um, yep. Like they had the, the Apple logo front and center on that menu bar. Uh, and when there were too many menu items, it would just kind of go on the other side of it and it looked a bit wonky. It, so, was, in, it was in the uh, middle? Really? It was in the middle, yep. That's so um, weird. Hey, on classic Mac OS, it was on the right. Uh, okay. Or not the, the Apple was on the right, but the functionality of it was okay. on the right. Right. Um, in any case, like the dock kind of stuff yeah uh in any case uh it's very clear that they showed screenshots of the 16 inch uh on all the marketing pages and there were some apps that kind of like went right up to there mm-hmm. uh, so if you have a 14 inch you are going to see menus hanging off the, the center <laughs> uh quite often i feel like um so just be prepared for that maybe that's the reason why safari got their new tab interface so when you go full screen into safari the tabs kind of avoid the notch mm. along the way we'll <laughs> see so, yeah we'll see so, whoever's brave enough to use that option right yeah exactly anything else about the mac pros that are macbook pros that are notable well i think i think we probably should talk about the actual chips just for a quick a quick second um the they got we got two which to be honest when they announced the m1 pro 
uh, and they said 32 gig uh, RAM max, I was like, hmm, that's an interesting choice. Like, I think it's probably perfectly fine for most people, but you know, I could I could already feel the collective disappointment in the nerd world about like, oh, really, not more than that. And then of course they follow it right up with uh, a second version, uh, the the M1 Max that does go all the way up to 64 gigs of RAM total. Um, and then also just turns everything else up to 11 as well. 32-core 32, 32 GPU, 10-core CPU, um, extra encoders and decoders and all kinds of extra fun stuff. The die is a little larger to fit more things. It's it's just it's everything that's good about the chips they've made so far, but just more of those things um, to make it even more powerful, which I think is... I don't... The naming convention is kind of weird because it kind of implies that the Max is not Pro, which I think is... Not it's what you want, pro. but I bought an M1 Mac with an M1 Max. <laughs> yeah, and then there's that whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that whole weirdness. Um, so, but but all in all, it looks like s- some ridiculously overpowered m- systems that you know are re- that are not replacing, but are certainly an improvement over the M1. And the M1 was already kind of like dunking on everybody else anyway. So the <laughs> So these these are just they're they're we've already been lapped and now they're just starting to like play they're almost racing in a different race now like it's just the amount of horsepower and strength and and combined with efficiency is I feel like making probably everybody else uh, quake in their boots a little bit about like oh crap now we have to deal with we have to deal with this now as yeah. as, as a competition. <laughs> And Intel just had a an interview like a day or two ago. Oh, really? Where where they said, "Yeah, we we want to still work with Apple, and we'll do that by making better <laughs> chips than Apple." Uh, that was what they said. Uh, so, yeah. I, I also think I read that they keep said, it strong, Intel. <laughs> <laughs> the there was another phrase which was like, uh, "The PC guys aren't just gonna come in and figure this <laughs> processor thing out." They're just, they're just not going to do it. Taking a page out of Ed Calgan's book. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good. I don't want to say it came out of nowhere. If you've been paying attention, they've yeah. been doing chips for like 10 years. Right. But like the graphics that they presented today, they were... Those graphs. Those graphs else. were something else. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they actually, they actually labeled what the yes. computer was were. Yes. Uh, and they are notable. They are not, they are not the 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 cherry picked um models that you could always be better than uh, like the most sold laptop or whatever examples yeah, like yep. we picked yeah. a 300 dollars off-brand laptop from some chinese brand you've never heard of yeah. and that has the most generic possible chipset uh and we beat it it's like, well of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah i yeah i thought that was cool and i and it just seemed like johnny surgi was just probably every word that was coming out of his mouth was probably just like just like sweet like candy like he was just he was just basically yeah showing the giggles yeah the whole time (laughs) like we're faster we're stronger we're more power efficient and in like the one possible case where we don't spank the competition when it comes to performance like that whatever that was that really crazy high-end laptop that they that they used they're like even in that case where they're they are slightly more powerful than we are at just at like from a bulk horsepower perspective, we are like what is it a hundred percent more energy efficient than they are like at it at, was a, at ton. a yeah like a, at like a ten or twenty percent drop in performance yep. and and then they, and then what was really striking to me was at the end they took the kind of the power curves and they they said okay let let us show you what it looks like when we switch from 
from outlet power to battery power. And the the M1s didn't move at all. They stayed exactly where they were. Everybody else got real small. Like every yep. single other graph got like 20% of its original size, um, including that really powerful one. And it was like, so what you're saying is the only way you can eke out that performance is if you are plugged in and it's a laptop, like kind of the whole point is to not have to be plugged in. So yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was a lot of information kind of all at once, but like now that I've had a little time to sort of digest it, it really shows you like, it's like you just kind of, like you said before, Fernando, it's like Apple at their best, right? Like yep. they're just quietly, plainly, you know, in a very straight up way, just showing you like, I, what else can I say? Like we're we're the best that we could that that they're, they're possibly faster, could ever be. more yeah. capable, yeah. more power efficient. Yeah. Faster, this, more capable, more power yeah. efficient. Yeah, these aren't three things, guys. Capable, it's just one thing. <laughs> it's the M one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's why people hate Apple. Like it yes. takes a showman to yes. or show person to actually surprise you when yeah. you've been seeing the progress all along, right? Yeah, we knew like. We knew this was coming. This right. this shouldn't be surprising. We shouldn't be like oh giddying and <laughs> and just giggling about like oh look at that power graph. Like we shouldn't be because right. this is no surprise. But right. it is surprising. It, yes. it is amazing. So I think that's that's why there are podcasts. That's why there are podcasts about Apple and and everyone loves and hates. Uh, to talk right. about Apple because they right. just do things like this sometimes right. and they're just like oh wow. I think the other thing, too, is, like, it's not just about, like, expecting it to happen, but then they really do it. It's not, like, because there's lots of people in the world that say things, that they're going to do things, and that things are going to be a certain way, and then when it really happens, they're like, well, we didn't quite get there, right? And, but, and Apple certainly does have examples of that, too. I'm not trying to say that they're, like, infallible, but they're, but more often than not, they, and they don't say things in advance, right? We expect things to happen, and usually they come up and they meet our expectations or they even exceed them. And I feel like in this case, uh, we were, like you said, we were all expecting, you know, even the pro and max names kind of leaked a little bit before, like on the weekend before. Um, and it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like whatever, maybe they'll have a couple chips. Um, and then, uh, I honestly think that like people probably thought the max was maybe going to be reserved for like the Mac pro or something. Right. And it's like, no, you can get that in the MacBook pro. And also like, look at these graphs, like look, look how insane, uh, look, look, and what I really liked was if you watch the like minute and a half long promo video for the MacBook Pro, and you listen carefully to the narration, they're basically leaning into the idea that like we've just be- we're psychotic, like we've just become we've just gone completely off off of you know Super Saiyan, <laughs> like yeah we're we're just we're just totally you know out in La La Land, and and we've created this thing that is like truly a beast. Um, and, and we're kind of scared of it. Like it's so powerful. We're a little scared of like, of, of, you know, what it is and what, what you guys are going to do with it. And I think that's, that was a really interesting, even like marketing position for them. Cause they don't, they don't, they're not typically that, like, I'm not gonna say funny, but like, they're not typically that, that, uh, irreverent. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it, it felt, it felt different to me. Like it felt different. And I thought that was cool. Guys, it supports more than one display. Like. Yeah, only Apple okay. would be able to do something like that. <laughs> be careful, be careful with that, Fernando. Uh, so I, I looked into. Uh oh, he's gonna well, he's gonna well, he's gonna well actually us. <laughs> the the M1 Pro can support up to two Pro Display XDRs. They did not specify or for 
4K displays, which they usually do when a dis- Ooh, when that's... like a graphics card can support like multiple different sets of resolutions and stuff. Like in terms that's of pure fair. pixel quantity, it's two displays. The M1 Max that one can support four displays, uh, which they say three per display XDRs plus something in the HDMI port. So I'm very happy I asked th- for the Max. Is that all in addition to its on its onboard display, or is, yes? Okay. Yes, there's the onboard display, and then there's two externals uh, on the Pro, and then four, four right externals on the, on the Max. Got it. Um, and if you look at the die shots, like it's pretty clear what's going on here. The extra part that comes from the Max is just like a mirror image of the part that comes above it, which is just the GPUs, basically. Mm. Um, so they doubled the GPU performance and thus doubled the lanes that were necessary on the on the um, on the bus or whatever you need yeah. uh, to actually communicate with the second display um, and it seems like it really is tied to the displays and not necessarily the raw graphics power of the gpu um, which is something to consider so if you are getting this this computer and you want to run more than the built-in display plus two if you want to run three or four um, or even two on thunderbolt and then one on the hdmi uh, don't go thinking that you can put two less capable displays via DisplayPort and then one on the th- on the HDMI. That might not work. There's an old saying in like the hot rod world that like there's no substitution for displacement. That basically the idea that like one way to solve the power problem in a hot rod is to just literally make the engine bigger, like give it more cylinders, right? Make mm-hmm. it make bore them out, make them take in more more gas air mixture, right? Just make it more powerful by giving it more of the thing that it uses to make power. And it sounds like in some ways Apple kind of took that thing like, how are we going to make the M1 chip better? We will just make more M1 chip on, (laughs) we will just make more of it and then it will be better. Like, and, and that's what they did. And that's what it is. It is, it is better because it is just based. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that there are lots of improvements to the process and, and I'm sure that there's. Well, it is five nanometer. So the M1 was a seven nanometer process. Um, and this one is following in the heels of the A15 right. uh, with a 5 nanometer process. So it's probably the same internal cores as the A15, upclocked like the M1 was for the A14. Right. So generation-wise, this really is the an M2 right. class. Right. If you were if you were mm-hmm. to consider like right. the generations of processors, it's not an extension of the M1. It it, it is a new right. process. But uh, but rather this... than eking out more performance from the same inputs. They mm-hmm. they in addition to making those inputs better, they also just added more, right? So that we can yeah. get more. Which I which I think is I mean, it seems like it's working great. So I don't, I don't have mm-hmm. any complaints about it. It's just it's interesting that that's and also like again in hindsight, if anybody's not paying attention, relatively obvious, like a relatively obvious way to sort of solve this problem. Um, again, in hindsight, and so I think it makes it all the more surprising, like you were saying, Fernando, that that people maybe shouldn't be as surprised as they are. And yet I'm sure, I'm sure that these, that this announcement probably caught some of their competitors in like the chip space yep. off guard a little. Yep. So very interesting. And uh, one more thing I want to bring up is they positioned this chip against all other laptop chips. There was no comparison to uh, this running in a desktop. They said from the very beginning, this is their this is a MacBook Pro event, uh, basically, from the start of the keynote after the music section. Um, and I think we have a lot to look forward to when it comes time to 
like a larger iMac, mm-hmm. a Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. They said we're one year into a yep. two-year transition. Mm-hmm. Um, they extended their two years as long as they possibly can <laughs> uh, to make that that statement true. Um, I feel like when they just started this, they were hoping like two years from DubDub. Uh, now it's going to be two years from November. Um, so we still have a lot to look forward to in terms of how they're going to bring this to even higher-end computers, and it seems like they're fully confident that they're going to pull it off, and that's honestly a little scary if you're thinking about, like, where other computers are, um, like, and how how fast they are and how much faster the hypothetical computer that, like, even this one, we knew it existed. We knew that this chip existed, the Jade-C and the Jade-2C. Like, we knew everything about this, like, prior to this chip being announced, we knew exactly that it would be like just a doubling of the M1, but we're still giddy about it, right? Yeah. There's there's something about it that is just exciting, it um, is. and I'm really I'm really excited to see where Apple's going to. Uh, Groover, one one of the articles that I remember from him uh, from a few years ago was um, how Apple is like Windows and Intel like together. They're like Apple is one, the one company. Yeah. Whereas in the in the early two thousands, we had like two behemoths like coexisting in a symbiotic relationship. Like mm-hmm. Apple is both of those companies right now. They're way ahead of everyone on the chip, and they control the whole software stack. So I'm I'm kind of like shocked. I think uh, just talking with you guys, I'm shocked that, that today happened because. Where does that put us next year? Which is what you're saying, Dimitri. I am, I, I, it's kind of like, it gives me goosebumps to think where we'll be in a year. Cause they, they can't keep doing this, can they? Like, they can't just keep, they've been keeping the pace on the iPhones, but can they keep doing it? Well, they use 30 watts of 170 for a laptop case. Well, and I think what's funny is, like, to answer your question, Just Fernando. Add more, like you said, Ben. Yeah, to answer your question, Fernando, I think next year will be where you think we'll likely be. And yet, right, just play it out, right? If you use the M1 and then you use today's M1 Pro and M1 Max as as a trajectory guide, you can you can more or less map where we're probably going to end up next year with the Mac, if we do a Mac Pro and maybe like a high-end iMac Pro or something, right? And yet... Even if you were to prognosticate, and I bet probably even reasonably accurate, like you're going to get, you know, within a horseshoe distance of like of getting it right, right? You're we're still probably going to be like, holy crap, how did they do that, right? Like, I bet you in a, in a year or whenever this happens, right, it's going to be just like this. We're going to be like, well, yeah, this is basically what we thought was going to happen, and yet for some reason. They showed us some graphs. Because we didn't they think us... it would be possible. Yeah, like we it's like not yeah okay. Possible. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, Apple, sure, right? We can Whatever. take the linear extrapolation and yeah. we can say okay, it's going to be exactly four of these, right? Uh, and you're going to know exactly what the performance of that is. Um, but then there's somewhere in in the back of your mind that says, well, the rest of the industry is at 1.7 of these, uh, and that's on the high end. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's not the fastest, uh, but like the fact that it has so much headroom available to yeah. it is scary like yeah. honestly from an excitement point of view it's it's something yeah. to look forward to i yeah. just i i think the uh what do you call that that effect where uh that psychological effect where you 
wanted something and it, been, it doesn't happen and then you say you didn't want it in the first place? It, it's very difficult to me to, to grasp what they've been doing on the iPhone. Like I, looking back at it, I couldn't, I realize now that I was like, oh, wow, they're making the iPhone faster. But when you put it on the Mac, it hits different. I don't know yeah. why. It hits yeah. so different because the iPhone yeah. went from like this thing can't even like turn Take on pictures within a that minute. well or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it caught up yeah. and then it surpassed. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, we're at a point where the iPhone is way faster than most machines in the world. Like literally. Right. Right. And then you put that on a Mac and then to me, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Where are we? How do we get here? And they're like, you've been asleep with the wheel for 10 years. Well, and I so. think in parts because we got so used to that Intel TikTok, TikTok yes. of just like that yes. slow, steady, incremental. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, tick, I mean, tick, I, tick, I, tick, I, didn't, I didn't mean TikTok in the sense that I just mean like that sort of like <laughs> regular pacing, maybe more like a metronome, like just, you know, regular plotting. We're making improvements over time, right? It's getting a little better every, every time. I mean, when was the last time that you bought an Intel laptop, let's say, because it had a massive improvement in CPU or GPU performance. Probably like 2001. Yeah. I mean, you just, you buy a new laptop because you need a new laptop. You're like, oh, this one's kind of get, this one's getting old. It's getting kind of tired. Battery's going out. I don't want to replace it. I'm going to buy a new, and the new MacBook Pro just came out. I'll buy it. And you're like, oh, cool. It has a four core, whatever. Like, I, I mean, you know, it doesn't really yep. matter that yep. much, right? Yep. Uh, because it just like you just you can just rely on the fact like a train that it's going to like just continuously gradually get a little better every year or sometimes not depending on what era we're talking about of Intel. And then you come here and you're like, oh, so you're telling me that I can go from this thing that I thought was amazing but actually is a pile of dog poop for <laughs> to this new thing that is like obscenely orders of magnitude faster and more power efficient than the thing that I have. And the thing that I, that I just bought recently that was in theory, top of the line. Like, I think that, that like that insane jump in performance is just not something that as consumers of these, of this PC, of these PCs, this hardware that we've ever really experienced from generation to generation. I think that's probably part of that, like neck snapping, holy crap, how did we get here? Kind of feeling because it's just not, it's not what we expect, right? And and yet, and yet they're doing it anyway. Like even though we don't expect <laughs> it or even think that it's possible, they're doing it anyway. Which is, I think, makes it all. It's like a magic trick. You're just like, that's not. How did you do that? Like that's not. I I watched you do all of that, and it didn't look like that was going to work, but it totally did, right? Um, Nerd like magic. That, yeah, like that. I don't know that's if it. you guys have seen, but that um, I've just seen clips of it. I think on TikTok, but of the, I think it's the. America's Got Talent show with this woman who's a quick change artist and like I think she might be on like the most recent season or something of that show and so I've seen clips of her on stage for this at this on this show doing it and some and she's changing her clothes you know from one outfit to another like literally in front of you with no screen like you know the what I would assume if you ask me to describe a quick change artist, they'd be like oh they put a sheet in front of themselves and then a couple seconds later they they come out of the sheet and they're wearing different clothes no, she's like changing what she's wearing without any anything in front of her. Like you you can watch it flip from one to the other and it's just it's kind of like that is not how is that possible and yet I just saw it happen, right? Like I think that is part of what's going on here. Yep. It's like we're Agreed. just not expecting it and yet it's happening. I think this happened for me twice before the M1 transition 
one i remember clearly is switching to ssds like this was a oh, wow. clear yeah. like superpower yeah. yeah your your computing experience just because it like the boot time yes. the boot time used to be minutes yes. uh and it it went from minutes to something that was rather instantaneous um by comparison and the second one was the ability to play like high resolution video files if you did not have an h.264 decoder like built into your hardware mm-hmm. you could not play back video files yeah. it was just not something that was possible you had to have a different codec that would like work on your computer um and a newer computer enabled that functionality the chip didn't get faster right it's just you got an extra piece yeah. of functionality um and that's something that like you gloss over it when you introduce these but we are getting a bit of that in these chips like for mm-hmm. the first time we're getting prores encoders and decoders mm-hmm. that has been software this whole time and apple yep. basically mm flexed by saying hey if you have 30 streams of 4k just like 30 cameras and you want to make a collage of video that's going to be real time right and that is faster than the mac pro with 28 cores and the um afterburner card within it which was a dedicated chip just for prores uh and i think it really shows that they're using everything that they're learning building out all sorts of things from the watch to get the display rates that go down like the ipad was just from 60 to 120 that was it um whereas on the watch it was like from 60 to one mm-hmm. uh, and therefore when they brought it to the phone and now the mac it goes from 10 to 120 like that is the new range that is possible um and we're seeing this the same thing with the afterburner card like that fpga they soldered all those connections that were variable up until that point and they basically can like brought it over to this chip and they doubled it with the max so you have even more streams that are available to you that you can then go ahead and use um and i think that there are all sorts of little things like this that are Mm -hmm. on their chips that make them faster for the uses that you use it for that's why we're always saying hey apple make like a zib un unpacking (laughs) faster like you have the power to do this just dedicate a little part of your chip uh, and every developer will be very happy. Man, if they if they announced today that there was an Xcode unzipping core on the M1, people yeah, the would... instructions just Xcode unzip. Yes, people would have lost <laughs> it. That would have that's been... the assembly. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, cool. Lots to be excited about. Yes. So thank you so much to Ben who is at Ferris Guy. That's F E R R O U S G U I on Twitter, and Fernando who is at From Junior to Senior. That's F-R-O-M-J-R-T-O-S-R on Twitter for joining me today. My name, once again, is Dimitri. You can find me at Dimitri Buñol. That's D-I-M-I-T-R-I-B-O-U-N-I-O-L. And we'll see you all soon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. So I, I recently watched a TikTok where, where somebody booted up, like, it was like a 200 megahertz-ish, like, PC Ooh. tower from the mid-90s. And they just, like, mm-hmm. put it, you know, they, they, they put the camera in front of the, the monitor and the computer, and they pushed the button, and they started it up. And it for one thing, it took, like, three minutes yep. to boot into Windows. And then, number two, all of the sounds that the computer tower made, I suddenly remembered as, like... They're beautiful. <laughs> it's like... Visceral memories. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, the computer used to sound like it had, it like, clonks. It had sounds. Yeah, like clonks and makes weird like thud noises and yeah, and jitter and all this like 
all this like mechanical noise was coming out of the computer <laughs> and, and and like even even to the point of like talking about like the energy star rating on the monitor and oh, all right. this like crap in the in like the preboot sequence that it was showing you and i was like right it used to like show you all the stuff that it was doing and also make all these weird noises and like i just was immediately transported back to being you know like 10 or 11 in my family's living room which is where the computer was like you know booting it up and then like going in and like it they didn't do this part but like connecting the modem and getting on the internet and like all that stuff and it was just like oh man it was like so like nostalgic to to watch and listen to it and at the same time like uh, very happy that. Why did they include speakers on modems? Yeah, I don't. Legitimate question. Because like, it's who's just noise. Listen to this and determine if this right. is a good connection or not. Right. It's literally just noise, and it's <laughs> and it's it's obnoxious. Like like it's like screeching and then <laughs> noises and like it's not good. Like it's they're not pleasant sounds. Yeah. So, but I, I just thought it was really like it. It was a thing that was buried in my brain, and once the person pushed the button, and I heard all these like clonking noises, and when I was like, oh yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> like I would gather around children. <laughs> we're gonna watch the computer boot up now. Definitely not want to go back to those days. Uh, but but um, interesting to remember. That it's that's so cool. How you when speak, when yeah. you said we were running low on time, but when you said the SSD uh, uh, storage image, I vividly remember my first SSD. It was like a super expensive 80 gigabyte Intel SSD. Yeah. <laughs> and the moment I plugged in, I was like. This like I'm never ever having another computer yeah. without an SSD. Yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. magical. Yeah, and so they the for to, for today he Federighi mentioned it. He said instant on. So I'm assuming that means that all this stuff kind of working together. The computer's going to be able to. Does he? Did he? Was that? Was that? I don't think the boot. I think it's when you open and close it from sleep. Okay. But I mean, like my M1 from boot, like Air is already not... pretty much instant. Like I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. I have to wait. No, yeah, I mean it's pretty much instant as well. So they were is rehashing that... a few things. So that wasn't an improvement. That was they were just saying that that yeah, okay. this one has it too. Got it. Like okay. it's a pro laptop with that. Got it. Okay. 